Hello, welcome to episode two of Browns Against the World podcast, a podcast by Browns fans for Browns fans. I'm Max, and today's episode will be covering the rest of the Browns picks from the draft. If you haven't checked out episode one, please do. We go very in-depth on our thoughts on the pick of Baker Mayfield. We're going to cover things from the Browns rookie minicamp they had over the weekend, some undrafted free agents the Browns picked up. We're also going to be covering rumors of a possible new stadium for the Browns. And lastly, we'll be going back and looking at some of the free agents uh, we acquired this offseason, as well as some of the big trades we made. I'm joined by my co-host, Alan. Alan, big show we got ahead, man. How you feeling? Not too bad. Happy to be back in the studio out here in the old Columbus, Ohio, where neither of us live, actually. Uh, how you doing today, Max? <laughs> you, I'm doing great. Um, let's get into, <laughs> hmm. let's get into the pick of Denzel Ward. How you feeling about this pick at number four overall? Denzel hurt my feelings, Ward. You got barbecue back there, and you're gonna invite me. Hurt my feelings. I'm so excited for this pick, man. Being an Ohio State fan, getting to watch him last year, watching him live, watching him play out there balling. That hit that he put on uh, that old receiver from Maryland, I was there for that. I saw that man get absolutely slaughtered. 5'10 and 7'8, 183 pounds, 74 and 3 quarter inch wingspan, 4.32 40 yard dash. He's fast, he's physical, he's gifted. I am so excited for him, and I think he's going to provide a shutdown corner whose name is not Joe Hayden for the first time in many years for the Cleveland Browns. People that haven't seen that player are going to be so confused by the way you open this podcast. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm super excited for this. Um, he's a gr- amazing athlete. I mean, the way he can move in space, his change of direction is incredible. I mean, main thing, he can cover Antonio Brown. We can all we can all breathe. We can all calm down a little bit. Uh, we're not going to get murdered every year by Antonio Brown anymore. So uh, I think that's a weight off some Browns fans' shoulders. Exactly. I think A.J. Green's probably, like, the only receiver that'll probably give him some trouble early on in his career. But I expect him to be playing at around probably 180-something this year. But by his second year, he's probably going to be in, like, the 190s. And I think that's perfectly acceptable for a corner. Yeah, definitely. Now, one thing that a lot of people would would, uh, say that he can't do is cover the tall receivers. Well, actually, when I was in the middle of typing up my notes for this episode today... Yes, I procrastinated. Uh, Pro Football Focus posted on Instagram an interesting stat. Against receivers that were 6'2 and taller on Denzel Ward, there were 34 34 targets. They only had a 32.4% completion rate for 131 yards, one touchdown, four picks, and a passer rating of 15.3. He was actually locked down against tall receivers. Yeah, I think that's just sort of like a myth that people create. Sort of like the same thing they did with Baker. They they assume certain things because of the height. But when you actually look at the stats, I don't think it's going to bother them as much as people think. Um, yeah, of course. I have just a couple stats from the senior season. He had 37 tackles and two interceptions. Um, so a, a knock on him is that he isn't a ball hawk. That he isn't going to get you a lot of interceptions. 
a year. Uh, what are your thoughts on that, and do you think those are true? Uh, well, coming from the corner position, you don't really expect a lot of picks. You expect a lot of passes defense. Um, picks are kind of something that comes along with that. Uh, mostly, you expect your picks to come from your free safeties, your strong safeties, the ones who kind of roam the field. Uh, but I don't expect him to have a problem with ball hawking. In fact, his playmaking ability was pretty high this year. In fact, I think he was in the top three for uh, draft eligible corners. Yeah, absolutely. And he's he doesn't play that style. Like He doesn't look at the quarterback, which is a good thing. He constantly shadows the receiver, and he just he bats balls down, and he gets them away from the receiver to be able to catch. I mean, I think that's the most important thing. When you look at this, he's going to be really high and passes defended, and um, he's not going to allow a lot of catches, which are the, probably the two most important things when it comes to your corner. 100% agreed, and uh, out there at Ohio State, with that great Shiano ran defense, uh, Denzel was actually left on island most of the time by himself, uh, one-on-one with the receiver he's always had, and, and he thrived out there. It was, he did a really good job this year of making sure his receiver stayed in front, defending the passes. Was amazing this year on the island. One of the only corners in this draft who was truly on an island the whole time. Yeah, and looking back, uh, I don't think we gave a grade for the Baker Mayfield pick. I give it an A plus. What'd you give that? An A. All right. Uh, now, what would you grade this Denzel Ward pick at? A B plus. I'd go the same. I'd say B plus. All right, Austin Corbett. He was picked thirty uh, third overall. Um, what are your thoughts on Corbett, and uh, what more importantly, what position do you think he's going to be able to play in the NFL? All right, with the second round pick, the first one of the second round, you have a six foot four inch, three hundred and six pound offensive lineman. Uh, you mentioned what position do I think he'll play? I think that currently they have him at left tackle. They practiced him at left tackle in rookie minicamp, but I honestly think. By the time his career is over, he will end up taking over for uh, Zeitler on the right guard position since he's so dimensional. Uh, I, I don't think he's going to pan out as a left tackle. I think he's a little bit too short, a little bit too light. Uh, he's more of an athletic guy. He's meant for the guard position. He really, I mean, he played he played well left tackle in college. Had some pretty good stats, pretty good plays. Joe Thomas thinks he can play it, so I'm going to trust Joe Thomas and say that he'll probably play left tackle for now. But I definitely think he can sub in for any of those positions on the offensive line. Absolutely. I mean, you look at this. This is something that the Packers did. What they did was they would just draft guys that played tackle in college because you pretty much assume if a guy can be pretty good at tackle in college, he can probably play other positions very well. So... I'm not uncomfortable with this pick at all. If he doesn't pan out a tackle, like you said, he can take over for Zeitler because, I mean, Zeitler's really the one player that kind of sticks out like a sore thumb. I mean, he's pretty unathletic, if we're being honest. He's just a mauler. So I think Corbett can take over, be that more athletic guy that can move the pocket, uh, especially if we have a quarterback like, we have quarterbacks like Tyrod and Baker. Um, he can do that a lot more effectively than Zeitler, so. I'm looking forward to that. Here I have, I believe he was a four-year starter after redshirting under uh, Joel his freshman year. And he's athletic, strong, but he's also gritty. I mean, he's not the strongest guy in the world, but, man, he'll go to war with a guy uh, for 60 minutes. All right, John Gruden, I hear you with those 
Yeah, yeah. definitely. He's definitely one of those guys that goes out there and plays and works his butt off and, and tries to keep his quarterback standing upright. Yeah. Um, my biggest thing, I think he's going to be one of those offensive linemen that you don't really notice, which can pretty much be the most important thing as an offensive lineman. If I don't notice you, that must mean you're doing something good. 100% agree. All right. Moving on, uh, do you want to cover the next pick? Who did we pick next? With the 35th pick in the 2018 NFL Draft, the Cleveland Browns selected Nick Chubb, 5'11", 227 pounds, 4.524 yard dash, 29 bench presses, strong, physical. Max, what's your take? This, I feel like he's a forgotten superstar. I mean, if we look... But at a stats he's putting up before his knee injury that everyone knows about, I mean, this guy was a monster. I mean, I feel like he could be a steal at 35. I mean, he might not get everything that a Saquon Barkley does, but at value, I think this was a way better pick than if we had gotten Saquon. You look at his senior year, he had 1,300 yards and 15 touchdowns. And then you look at his junior year, he had 1,108 touchdowns. So it's not like he's just been completely unproductive since the injury. I mean, he's come back pretty strong since then. Yeah, I completely agree. He's also a little bit explosiveness, but I think with an NFL workout regimen that he'll be able to sort of get that back, get some strength back in his legs, uh, I definitely think he has the ability to produce at the next level. Uh, a little bit of a Carlos Hyde-esque running style, and I compare him to Carlos they're both on the scene obviously. They're both strong physically. They both get in the line of scrimmage and pound it down. Not very shifty guys, but they definitely can uh, use a little bit of a foot trick every now and then to maybe get the field. But they're more better at running through those arm tackles being strong. Uh, not uh, Him and Carlos both, again, they're not very good at receiving, but it's definitely possible that they'll be able to uh, work on their hand game a little bit. But that's also why the Browns have Duke Johnson for those third down situations where we could I'm running back streets or put you in the slot, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, absolutely. And the Browns actually commented on this. I, I, don't, I don't remember if it was Dorsey exactly, but they said that he didn't catch a lot of passes while he was in college, but they said the combine he looked very comfortable catching it. So it could be one of those things to where it was just a matter of what they had him do and that he might actually be very good at those things. That matters, of course, of course. All right. Um... Next, uh, who did the Browns pick next? And uh, you want to get into that? Yeah, the third round, the Browns picked Chad Thomas, defensive end, 6'5", 281 pounds. Uh, I guess one of the best things I can say about him is that he plays 90s instruments, the piano, the trombone, the euphonium, the bass guitar, the regular guitar, snare, tuba, trumpet, and drums. Oh, I mean, that's pretty impressive. Um, here are my notes I just have. He's a big, athletic man. Um, he didn't produce great at college. I mean, he did put up decent numbers. But this is a guy that you have to think that size and athletically, he is just going to produce more at the NFL level because of those things. I 100% agree with you. Very athletic for a defensive lineman. Uh, he can stand up, play the outside linebacker. He can stand up and rush from the edge. I uh, definitely think he'll need some coaching and some technique to help develop him. But I think if the, uh, the Browns get him on a good coaching and technique and, and they work with him on his hands and his feet, I definitely think he'll be able to develop. He's very loose hips, very good with his hips, and he's very strong, fast, etc. Yeah, 
Yeah, and he's I, I have here. He's a great run stopper, and he's a project as a pass rusher. So right now, I think we're just yeah. gonna put him out there in situations to defend the run while we're working on developing him as a pass rusher. And if he can develop that, he can be something scary. Yeah, it's a little bit like if uh, Emmanuel Ogba yeah and everyone that's mad we didn't pick Bradley Chubb I this might be controversial I pretty much think Bradley Chubb is a healthy Emmanuel Agba I mean he's not I don't think he's going to be an elite elite pass rusher so I don't I don't think we passed up on this Von Miller-esque superstar in the draft yeah I mean it's not a lot to worry about really I, I mean I'm You want to get into the next pick? In the fifth round, the Cleveland Browns selected Jannard Avery, linebacker, six foot one, two hundred and forty-eight pound, four point five nine forty-yard dash. He's built like a tank. He's a power lifter. He's a very versatile player. Good special teams. Pretty good coverage skills. Not very good pass rush skills. What do you have next? Uh, yeah, he's amazing uh, rushing the passer. I mean, the guy also plays some off the edge. Um, he's got. He's pretty fast for a linebacker, and he's physical. Um, I think he has all the physical traits to become good in coverage, uh, which is something I think the Browns really need in their linebackers, but I think this was a steal. I mean, I think he's just going to be productive. That's the one thing I can say. He's going to have production at the NFL level. I think that's almost guaranteed. Yeah, and actually, Max might just disagree on our notes. I said he's not a very good pass rusher. Max said he's a very good pass rusher. So I guess it depends on what you look at here. When I looked at him, I saw that were kind of slow in the pass rush that he has, some, he has really heavy hands, which is really nice. But I didn't see him getting a lot of production on the pass rush side. Maybe Max saw something else. That's perfectly up to him. It's his opinion. Yeah, I think, um, I just think he gets to gaps very well. That's something that I think is going to translate with pass rush. He's going to find lanes in the offensive line to just burst through there and get pressures a lot of times. He's probably not going to get a lot of sacks, but he's definitely going to hurry the passer and make it uncomfortable for him. Um, actually, real quick, going back, we uh, we missed a player. Um, Antonio Callaway was someone that we Oh, drafted. yeah. <laughs> yeah, the fourth round, Antonio, Antonio Callaway, uh, or as Max likes to call him, Antonio Brown. He's 5'11", 200 pounds, a 4'4", 140-yard dash. Max, I think you only have Antonio Brown typed out. Yeah, just wait a way to call me out on everyone there. Yes, my only note is Antonio Brown written in all caps. I mean, this guy... Is a monster. For those of you who didn't know, he played. He actually played running back in high school before being converted to wide receiver uh, at college. So he's not afraid of contact. I mean, this is a guy that you can throw him a little short bubble screen or just get him the ball, and he can hit a home run at any time. Um, I think this guy is going to develop into one of the best. No, I don't want to say one of the best receivers in the league. I'm getting ahead of myself. One of the nicer receivers in the league that can make some of the biggest plays in the league. So that's my opinion on this pick. I think if if he can keep it together, if he can stay out of trouble, this is a home run of a pick. I definitely agree with you. Amazing talent. Not a lot of complaints about him. He really was a first-round talent at most scout size. When we look at his off-the-field issues, his many failed drug attempts, drug tests, his sexual, his sexual assault allegations, sorry, one of the sexual assault allegations he actually got out of I think the Browns have a pretty good program in place with the Josh Gordon. He's definitely a 
Absolutely. Now, uh, let's get into the first six-round draft pick. Alan? Uh, Damien Ratley, six foot three, 190 pounds. Good speed. Uh, not a very physical guy for 6'3". Definitely has worked on his physicality uh, near or around the goal line. He, he's a guy who you would think catches his 50-50 ball. And he kind of struggles uh, with bodying out the smaller cornerbacks. Uh, he's he's work on his foot working around. He's a raw prospect. He's what you would expect in the sixth round for a receiver. Absolutely. Here I have, he didn't test great. I don't actually have his combine numbers, but from what I remember, he ran like a 4-5 something in the 40. Um, but he looks fast on the field. I mean, that's really all that matters. Once you put the pads on, can you be fast on the field? So I don't really necessarily care about the combine if he's fast when he plays. And he is a great down the field threat in the sense that if he can get open down the field. Now, he, like you mentioned, he's not great if it's 50-50 ball in the air. But if you can put the ball out in front of him and have him run under it, I think that's a good uh, place he could really excel. Um, overall, for a six-round draft pick, I mean, you're just looking for something to land. So, um, I don't know. I, I feel decent about this pick. It's a six-round pick. I don't expect much. I think it might have been pro day numbers I was looking at. Sorry about that. Yeah, probably pro day. Um, other our other six round draft pick. Um, you can introduce that. Six round pick, the last pick of the draft, receiver Brown. His name is Sidney Thomas. Six foot four, hundred ninety pounds. Four four seven forty yard dash. I'm the quarterback for Louisiana Lafayette. The same physical guy. Yeah, absolutely. Um, there's not a lot of tape on him, but from what I do understand, he has very long arms. Like you said, he's listed at 6'4", very tall. When you look at the physical traits, what what you immediately think of is press corner. This is a guy that can get in the face of wide receivers, throw them off their routes, disrupt timing, and um, he might even be able to guard some tight ends, which is an issue that the Browns had last year. So, I mean, again, six-round pick. But if he can get some of those mechanics down, this could turn out, he could turn out to be a pretty good corner in the NFL. All right. All right, Alan, take us into the undrafted free agents we brought in. All right, with the undrafted free agents, we have quite a few. I have them all listed out. Don't have any stats on them. But uh, I'll, I'll go down through the list and say who they are. We have Evan Barry, a wide receiver, Elijah Campbell, a defensive back, Michael uh, Carey, Zosa, a punter, Christian Zavora, an offensive lineman. Scott, 
Yeah, absolutely. Um, given that, um, you know, I mean, not much to add there. I mean, I definitely think a few can make the team, but um, I, I don't really see any being huge impact players. Um, so let's get into, let's back up some. Uh, earlier into the offseason, we made some big trades. Um, the first, I believe, was being for Jarvis Landry. Uh, what are your thoughts on the acquisition of Jarvis, and how do you think he will help Fred? Top five, top ten receiver, easily. Um, I mean, what else can I say about him? Everybody should know who he is. Very steady-handed. Uh, he played with Jay Cutler. I mean, come on, how it's just crazy. Like now that he's with the Browns, he's playing with Tyrod Taylor, definitely a more established quarterback. And I definitely think he's also just huge numbers this year with this uh, costly offense. Yeah, and a lot of people are down there like, he's not a vertical threat, he's not this, he's not that. Listen, the guy catches basically whatever you throw at him. He's a quarterback's best friend. He's always going to be there. It's going to be all right. Uh, the pocket's collapsing. What's happening? Who can I go to? I can go to Jarvis Landry. So, um, even if he can't be a vertical threat, um, I'm very comfortable with him. He's a guy that can easily get you 100 catches He's in a season. He's done it time and time again. Um, so... I, I'm a big, big fan of this pick. I think he's going to help out whoever plays at quarterback tremendously this season. It's With be- the second trade of that day, the Browns end up getting Tyrod Taylor. Max, do you have an opinion? Yes. I, I think this guy is the perfect bridge quarterback. Now, I know Tyrod says that he is a bridge to the Super Bowl, which was a great answer, by the way. But he's just he's not going to lose games for you. And he's going to... Uh, provide insurance on Baker Mayfield. That's basically what he does. He makes sure that Baker Mayfield does not see the field until Baker is completely ready. So I love this uh, acquisition. I think that he's going to win games just because he doesn't lose. Them. I yeah, I completely agree with you. He's definitely not a quarterback that throws on a pick. He's a quarterback that's very safe with the ball. Uh, somebody that doesn't really uh, make flashy plays. Absolutely. You want to get into the third trade the Browns made? Third trade that day was for Demarius Randall, the quarterback, previous first-round pick of the Green Bay Packers. He's somebody who kind of struggled in Green Bay, had some locker room issues with some of the other players there. Uh, but I think that he wanted players to actually demand a change of pace, change of scenery. Uh, he's coming to Cleveland. He's actually going to be playing free safety for us, which is a position of need. Uh, and I'm very excited to see what he can do. I think he's somebody sell as a free safety position. He's more of a natural free safety, body type matching free safety, the way it's different from matching free safety. He'll definitely be better in that position. Yeah, he played free safety in college. I think um, he always wanted to play in Green Bay, he said, so I definitely think that's where he's he's going to excel. I think he's definitely going to be a lot better at the safety position than he was at corner. Um, and it's also uh, going to move Jabril to strong safety which is really where he should have been playing all along. So I think this one move strengthens two positions. So I think that was a great move by the Browns. Exactly. All right, free agency. Um, TJ Carey, what are your thoughts on the signing of him? Definitely a solid player. Like any one of those players, you know what you're going to get from him. He's going to come in, he's going to work hard, he's going to play hard. Not the best, but specifically gifted, but he's definitely somebody 
Yeah, he graded pretty high on pro football focus, I believe. Um, he, he's a guy that's going to make some nice plays for you, but um, yeah, I just think a solid acquisition. I, I just think we're adding solid players, and that's something that I believe the Browns haven't done before. They haven't focused on the middle of everything. They haven't focused on just adding depth and nice, solid players, and I think this move is one of those. Now, let's get into EJ Gaines. He was a corner from uh, Buffalo. Um, what are your thoughts on this one? Uh, what are your thoughts on Darren Fells? I mean, I think he's a guy, he's just, he can block. I mean, that's basically what he does. He's a good blocking tight end. So, I think that's something we needed. Uh, pr- again, protect the quarterback as much as he can. And I think he's going to be a big help in the pass game, just from a blocking standpoint. I completely agree with you. That's why he was signed here. He's trying to block. Uh, he's going to be signed to help uh, the Joku try and figure out the ins and outs of blocking. Definitely not somebody who was signed for his passing ability. All right. Uh, we also signed uh, a pretty big name in Carlos Hyde. Um, what are your thoughts on what he can bring? Again, I think uh, he's just a solid running back. Yeah, yeah, of course. Powerful running back, solid. Uh, he's not too flashy, not too fast, too strong, too physical. Uh, you know, again, you know what we're going to get from him. Proven himself in the NFL, you know what he is. Yeah. Um, if he can stay healthy, which is a big if, because he's pretty much proven that he can't so far. But if he can, I definitely think he could be an impact. And um, if not, let's say he gets hurt early. I mean, I think Nick Chubb could fill that role perfectly. So really, this is a pretty. It's, it's it was a safe pickup after what we did in the draft. All right, let's get into uh, the rookie mini camp. Uh, what are some notes that you have written down about what happened at the rookie mini camp? As he should be. He was doing it. He was putting in that work. Uh, going out there, throwing some nice balls, doing the nice things. Um, and actually, one thing that was said a lot is that he was hammering away at those snap underneath. Really trying to get the other center phase of quarterback down, uh, trying to learn it more, trying to get his footwork set. He said a lot of hard decisions were being made. He was trying to get a finger in and make sure he takes the right steps back. Yeah, I, I think this, can we officially kill the Johnny Manziel comparisons? I mean, he was the first in and the last out. I think that officially kills him. Um, Nick Chubb, who is uh, his uh, roommate, who was his roommate during the rookie minicamp, said that he never stopped looking at the playbook. I mean, I feel better and better about this pick uh, the more that we're learning about him. Yeah, that's all right. One more thing, in the media, they took that quote completely out of context. Like, if for those of you that watched it, you can you can tell Baker is part. He's partly joking. Like, he's not. He wasn't acting very pissed. Like, he it was a lighthearted comment that you know it's easy to write down on a title. Oh, Baker says it's a sick joke, but 
it's not a story. I mean, they're going to get along. They're teammates now. Baker loves all his teammates. So I think that was, a not, again, I think that was the media trying to get him on a question. Uh, Nathan Zagura said that he had four standouts from the rookie minicamp. He said Baker Mayfield, Antonio Callaway, uh, Nick Chubb, and Denzel Ward were his standouts. Um, he also added Jannard Avery and the tier below that. But, I mean, that's what you want to hear. You want to hear those players being standouts. So, overall, it sounded like Baker had a strong minicamp. It sounded like um, it just we saw some quality football players at that minicamp. Callaway proved himself to be fast, super fast. Had a little bit of a toe injury, minor injury. Not too serious. Probably just stubbed it while he was running and uh, maybe first toe nail or something that happened every now and then. Yeah. Uh, Denzel Ward was having a pretty good mini camp and he actually hurt his hip flush for a little bit. He said that was nothing serious, but he felt a little bit of tightness in it. So he decided to tell coach because he was six you out. So he set out for the second half of the third game. Again, nothing serious, just tightening, making sure that he'll be ready. Uh, he's not trying to push him to the rookie camp. And last but not least, Austin Corbett did practice at left tackle. Yeah, so that's uh, another thing. And from everything I've heard, um, he looked pretty comfortable. I mean, obviously he played that in college. Uh, again, Zagura said that he didn't really notice him. So, again, that's the main thing you're looking for. If you don't notice an offensive lineman, it must mean he's doing his job well. Um, I'm not worried about him there, like I said. They're probably, they'll probably move him around some in camp, find where he's most comfortable, and they said that they're going to put their five best on the field at all times. So I think he's going to find his way into this lineup. Um, and that's really the end of that. So there are rumors of a new stadium for the Browns that popped up. Um, D. Haslam had this to say. Uh, said that the main thing is to start the conversation at some point, she told ESPN. I don't know that we're ready to start the conversation, but you're ready to get all the information we can about what's possible. Um, do you want to add anything else on this new stadium rumor? Yeah, I mean, I also have uh, that same profile we have written down, but it's right now it's kind of a long-term study plan, trying to see how they can develop it. Um, if, if they want to do a renovation or if they want to do a whole new stadium, they want to see if they want to move the stadium. It's all kind of study right now. They want to see what they should do with it. They want to think about it, take their time. They're technically still in that stadium until the 2029 season, uh, but they can definitely move out of that stadium or do the same stadium whenever they want. Yeah, this is a 10-year process if it happens, so I mean, nothing to really worry about now, but definitely down the line could be a possibility. Yeah, and, and if they did it, I would definitely think that they would do a dome stadium somewhere along the lines of the Falcons or uh, the Vikings. That would be so sweet. I'm sorry. I just had a moment picturing the new stadium. That would be absolutely amazing. But that's far, far down the road. So uh, we don't really have to worry about that right now. Exactly. And the last piece of news that just came out today, uh, or yesterday, I think it was today, yeah, uh, David Jenkins was now named the new executive vice president and chief operating officer for the Browns to lead their daily business operations, such as financial management, to look at their revenue generation, to look at stadium operations, the legal side of things, information technology. He'll analyze the business side of it and maybe administration. That's all from Cleveland. 
Facebook.com slash Cavity Word on this? Um, no, not really. I mean, so I mean, I pretty much think you explained everything that needs to be said about that. Um, is there anything else that you'd like to add uh, for this show? Uh, I think I've got everything I need to say. All right. Well, there's been episode two, Browns Against World podcast. Uh, we'll see you in the next one.